0: Tonight, here at, at Ground Zero meetings, we're going to continue down our alphabet series, and, and tonight's letter is T, which stands for ah. trust. Right. <laughs> I would care to say, I will jump off on this little limb of, of mine, that every one of us has trust issues. That... We've had trust issues for a long, long time. And we don't really know how to trust. And we trust the wrong things. You know, that, you know, I came into recovery and I didn't trust one single person in that room. You know, I walked into the church. And I didn't trust one single person in that room. You know, and it took me a long time to learn how to trust. And, you know, what I've come to realize is that I don't know how to trust myself. You know, I've let myself down so many times, but in my second guessing of myself that I still choose myself and what I want over and over and over again which re-solidifies the fact that I can't trust anyone but most importantly is that I really struggle in, with trusting myself that you know through the years I've made some really poor choices in my life and And it's taken a long time to learn how to flex that trust muscle. You know, in my years, you know, of in and out of recovery, you know, I would care to say one of the first people that I I trusted was a sponsor of mine that I had that even though I was starting to take steps in, in the belief of a higher power, that there must be some sort of God out there because I was alive, was an atheist. He did not believe in God in any level. But yet he taught me principles of recovery. And he made it really simple. And what I found in his life as I watched him and his wife walk out their recovery is that they were consistent. I think that the hardest thing that we, we struggle with is that our childhoods weren't consistent. You know, they were very roller coastery, if that's a word. You know, there was good times and there was really bad times. And there was times of lack and there was times of celebration. But you know, as we grew up, you know, for me I I turned into a little criminal at a very young age. So, you know, I remember showing my mom my first piece of candy I ever stole. And she marched me right back into the store, and I had to confess. So I learned at a very young age, I cannot trust my mother if I steal stuff. And this started me out on a road of being a kleptomaniac. I literally would steal everything that I could get my hands on and would come up with many, many excuses of where all this new sports equipment came from. You know, that I learned that, you know, as I did crime with people and would get in trouble because they would run their mouths that I, I couldn't do crime with people because I couldn't trust them. You know, and then I couldn't trust women because they, they lie and they steal and they cheat. And I began to have this mindset that every single person cheats on every single person. So what's the point of trying to have relationships when no one is faithful? So I became to be unfaithful. You know, and my life view began to be very corrupted at a very young age. You know, and so when it came time to, for to change, I didn't know how to change. And I couldn't trust anybody to help me change. So it left me by myself trying to change me. Needless to say, that did not work very well. And many of us through the years have been trying to change ourselves, and we get some spurts, and we do good for a while, and something happens, and we we slip in one area or another. You know, I would also care to say that most of us in here have been on some diet or another, and failed miserably because we can't trust cookies and sweets you know that's usually how i begin to slip is i I start eating you know sugary things you know and i can't trust myself when i get around you know certain types of food but you know as we've tried to change and, and we we fail then we get this mindset of what's the point why should i try you know, and <clears throat> what finally happened for me is that I realized that I couldn't trust myself. I have no idea what I'm doing. I have no idea how to change. I have to stop trying to trust myself and start trusting in other people. You know, and this program taught me to be honest, open-minded, and willing. How do you change? And I had to be willing to do things that I had never been willing to do prior to that time you know i had to trust that someone else was going to guide me out of the, the deep dark place that i was in you know and i started to come to church and you know and i started to hear the message the gospel for the very first time and jesus started messing with me you know holy spirit started moving on me and I couldn't trust the church you know I had all these mindsets about the church you know that you can't trust the church because they're greedy and they want your money and you can't trust pastors and priests because they molest everybody you know you can't trust this you can't trust that you can't trust the bible man wrote it you you can't trust it you know and it was like I'm constantly pushing against But I started to realize that I can't trust my own opinions. That my own opinion has been keeping me stuck. My own opinion and mindsets and beliefs have kept me in very broken and dark places. So I had to go back to the fact that I couldn't trust my thinking. And I had to keep taking these steps towards uncomfortable change you know and i i began to come to church and i i began to to be more consistent i began to read the bible but i, I couldn't trust what i was reading and you know i had to, to to really take some leaps and bounds you know there was a a woman who was helping me when i first got saved and you know i would argue with her about the bible and she says the bible's not multiple choice you don't get to pick and choose what you believe and what you don't believe It's either all true or it's all false. You have to pick. And, you know, that it made it so clear cut, but yet I liked some of that stuff in there. But there was other stuff that I couldn't agree with. So how can I trust this book? You know, and as I started to grow in my relationship with the Lord, And I started to get myself into relationships with people that have studied the Bible. And they started to teach me things about the Bible. It started to open up to me in such a way that there is something different about this book than any other book. You know, and for a long time, you know, as I got saved, I'm like, I'm not messing with the Old Testament. I'm not even going there. There's a lot of mumbo jumbo in there. And I remember it from childhood stories there's like Moses and and Noah and Santa Claus and and, you know there's all these stories that are just you know you just put them on the shelf with the Easter bunny like not even trying to go there Adam and Eve nope not even handling it you know I had to figure out Jesus you know Jesus I could kind of deal with like you know, he's hung on the wall in so many places that I've been in my life. You know, he looks kind of pissed off or sad. You know, he's kind of needs a sandwich. But, you know, Jesus is, is something more tangible. You know, and later on I, I come to find out that the whole point of Jesus is that God came down for us to be able to learn to trust him because God was so abstract that people couldn't really wrap their mind around it you know so i i spent really the first 9 months or so of my walk with god really just trying to figure out the new testament you know and and spent time with jesus and, and studying certain things and having all these questions and and getting beat up by romans and and you know and and trying to really you know digest this jesus guy you know and i came to this place that I realized that I couldn't allow my religious judgments against other people or religious judgments against me get in the way of the very thing that was saving my life, and that's Jesus Christ. And I trusted Jesus. Now, you could talk about the Holy Spirit, and I'm like, ah, I can't trust that yet. That's too weird. You know, you got a lot of people doing a lot of weird stuff, saying a lot of weird things I don't understand, doing a lot of weird stuff that I don't understand. Let's just keep it right focused on Jesus. And then you have somebody start talking about the Father. I'm like, I ain't even trying to deal with the Father because I got father wounds. So let's just keep it simple. Let's talk about Jesus. Trying to figure out the Trinity, not ready for that. Let's stay on Jesus. You know, and I just kind of, instead of, you know, disagreeing and, and, and getting upset or, you know, doing the things that I used to do, I would just take some of that stuff and put it on the shelf. I'll deal with it later. I just have to figure out Jesus. And in my process, I came to this place that I could trust Jesus. And then I came to this place where I could trust the Bible. You know, I remember so clearly, you know, I'm sitting in my, you know, apartment. I'm newly saved. You know, I'm really trying to trust the Bible. I'm trying to really trust God. I'm trying to figure this thing out. And I and I put the Bible down and I'm like, if you're real, move something in this room. And I'm really looking around for something to fall off the shelf. And I'm like, come on, I know, I know you want to do this for me. And I legitimately was hoping like something would fly across the room. And in my frustration, you know, I I picked the Bible back up, and the next thing that I read was the you know, the story about Thomas the twin, Doubting Thomas. And the story, you know, is told about that Jesus has been resurrected and people are seeing him. And Doubting Thomas is like, I ain't going to believe it unless I see it. And then Jesus like walks through the wall and says, hey Thomas, you know, come touch my wounds. And he goes on to say, blessed are those that believe without seeing. And I'm the one that got tossed around the room that day because my name is Thomas and my horoscope sign is Gemini, so I'm a twin. So that really hit me hard, the fact that, you know, here I am saying that same phrase, saying, and in that same, you know, mindset that I'm doubting Thomas. And then I go on to read the very, I did not even know who Thomas was. And it, I literally got floored. And from that point forward, when I would read, I would say, I have to believe this. If I'm going to see God move in my life, I have to believe the words in these pages. And I can't go on what my brain is constantly trying to tell me because I can't trust some of my thinking. I certainly can't trust my emotions. You know, and through the years I've learned through, you know, slogans and Alcoholics Anonymous that my feelings aren't factual. You know, my emotions lie to me. And that my thinking is, is perverted by this world and my life experiences and, and, and things that I want to believe so that, that contradict God. And I had to come to this place that I cannot lean on my own understanding. That I have to trust in the Lord and turn all these things over. You know, and I began to really put myself in this box, per se, and say, I'm going to begin to trust these people that God has put around me to start to guide me and lead me, because I do a horrible job of doing it myself. Now, you know, coming, you know, from a place of of running the streets and and drugs and alcohol. You know, it's funny to me how I literally would hand somebody 20 bucks and trust that they're going to go off in some random house and come back with something for me. I trust you, random stranger, that you're going to do something amazing for me. And then I get sober and I can't trust nobody. Because I'm trusting someone that I don't know because there's an end result that I really desire. And what started to click for me is that there's an end result that I really desire, and that's a changed Tom. And up until that point, I trusted the fact that my life was always going to suck. And things began to shift just enough that I started to get a glimpse of hope that maybe my life might not suck so much. And it started to really put me in this place that if I trust myself, I'm going to destroy everything I touch like I have a hundred times or more. So I'm going to begin to trust my sponsor and Alcoholics Anonymous. I'm going to begin to trust some of these people from the church that really freak me out because they do a lot of weird stuff I don't understand. You know, that whole, you know, there's stuff that as us as Christians that we have a whole language, like Christianese, that to non-believers, which I was once, you don't understand it. You're kind of just in the room and you're listening to people talk and you're like, what are they even talking about? Let's pray the blood of Jesus on something. No, I don't want blood on me. What are you talking about? You know, seasons. What is a season? Seeds. What are seeds? What? Just speak English. (laughs) And when you get around long enough, you start saying a lot of that stuff, and then you get around people that don't believe in God, and, and they don't have a clue what you're saying. And you don't even realize that you jumped the hurdle and now you're a Christianese you fluent. <laughs> but one of my relationships that was vital for me was a, a relationship with Pastor Rick. And if you would have told me that he would become one of my best friends, there's no way I would have believed you. Because he does not come from where I came from. And in my past, the only way I would trust somebody is if you've been through some hard stuff like me. You know, if you've had a hard life, then I can trust it, you know, you know that. You know, if you've been through pain, I can trust it, you know. And if you haven't been through pain, I just can't trust you. I don't know why that's in me, and it's in probably some of you that... If you don't have some of the similar life experiences that I've had, I just don't want to hear anything you have to say. But I came to, to respect Pastor Rick because I was watching this man consistently walk his faith out. You know, and, and he generally cared. You know, and he had sarcasm and a personality and I I came to realize that we had a lot of similarities that in my life that I would only connect you if you use drugs and I would only connect you if you're an alcoholic and i only connect you if you had tattoos and I only connect you if you had a bald head and beard and, you know I only you know I have these stereotypes that I, I will only I can only trust you if you look like me and act like me and do the same things as me but here I am trying to build this relationship with this guy that literally has nothing in common as far as sin is concerned. Our common ground is Jesus Christ. And I watched him go through in, in the early days of my belief that his brother passed away. And uh, it, was, it was random. It was random. It was out of the blue. He went in for, a, you know, a procedure on his heart, and something went wrong, and you know he passed. And Pastor Rick went out, you know, to where his brother lived, and he was gone a couple of weeks, and he came back, and and I watched him never get upset with God. And I'm thinking in my head that I would be so pissed off right now and he never shook, like it never, he didn't waver, now I didn't have a strong relationship with him, I wasn't like his BFF or anything, so I'm sure that there was conversations with other people, but you know, as a student, and he was my pastor, and and I, I worked with him in the church, you know, I was an intern under him, and I'm, we're having conversations that are very personal and he is sharing things with me and I'm watching him walk through this, that he trusts God way more than I could even imagine at that time in my life. And because he trusts God as much as he did, I took a step in trusting God. And there's times that we need these types of people in our life that are just a couple steps ahead of us or you know, more steps than we realize ahead of us Because they demonstrate a trust in the Lord that we need. And that they begin to impart this to us. Because they're talking about trust in Jesus. And they're talking about turning stuff over to Jesus. They're talking about letting go of some of our past pains that have been our identity. And we don't know how to do that. And it scares us. But because they're confident in their trust for the Lord... We begin to trust them and then we trust Jesus and then we take a step with them. You know, and Pastor Judy in the church was another person that I would sit down with her for counseling appointments and there's this woman that's full of joy and grace and she's like, hi sweetie, hi honey. And if you've ever sat with her, she probably does the same thing to you. I love you, how are you? And she tells me parts of her story, and I'm like, this woman should not be this happy. And I'm seeing her set free. I'm seeing her that she came from the same place as I came from, but she is in a totally different place. Like, I can't even understand, like, that type of freedom when I first started meeting with her. And I trusted that Jesus set her free because you can't fake that. So I, I began to trust her because I could trust that she was free. So I began to take steps because if she was set free by Jesus, that Jesus will do that for me too if I, I start to listen and trust what she's asking me to do. You know, find your identity in Christ. How many of us have been given that sheet? And I started to find my identity in Christ because my identity was in everything but Jesus. And I needed to trust the fact that my identity being anything but Jesus wasn't doing me any good. And here's this lady saying, this is part of the key. Look at God's promises. Get in your word. Know who you are in Christ. All right, I'm going to trust you. Why? Because if I trust on my own understanding, I'm going to end up in the same place as I've always been. And many of us in here, have met with her, and many of us in here have taken steps with her. Many of us in here can say, I am doing way better today than I was when I first started meeting with Pastor Judy. And we began to trust someone that's just a couple steps further down the road with Jesus than we are. And it comes to a place where we begin to trust ourselves. That I, I didn't know how to trust myself for many years. But I've learned that through my relationship with Jesus, that I become a different person. That if you are stating that you have a relationship with Jesus and that you believe in Jesus and you are not changing, I would care to say that you are still in charge. And we all go through that process where we're having to let go of our own power and begin to trust in his power. And it's scary. But as the Lord begins to move in our lives, we begin to make some healthier decisions. We begin to be you know, in places of temptation, and we just say, you know what? I'm not doing that today. I'm tired of going down that road. I know where that goes. I trust that road. I trust exactly where that road is going to take me, and it's going to be painful. So we begin to to recognize where before that road would present itself and we just, well, I might as well, we'll see how it goes. And we'd be like, why did I end up here again? Because we didn't trust ourselves to make a decision that would say no, or I can't hang out or I'm not going there or not right now and and say, Jesus, I'm trusting in your will for my life, which is abstract. It seems at times, It, it, it seems like it's almost like smoke. It's like, I'm trusting in the Lord and nothing's changing and everything's getting crazy and sometimes it gets worse and we're like, Jesus, where are you? And He's like, I love you. I'm like, it's not helping. But do you trust that I love you? Yeah, but this sucks. But we begin to say, you know what? I'm going to trust Jesus and you know what? I'm going to begin to trust myself that I'm making the right decisions. Some of us have been making some right decisions for a while now. And we can really look back to where we were three months, six months, a year ago and say, yay me. You know, and it's okay to give ourselves some credit because it's not always all Jesus. Oh my God, did I just say that? Because you have to be obedient. You have to choose to lay your life down. Like you play a part in that. You do. You're not like possessed and become like a Jesus robot that I'm never going to sin again. Like it doesn't work that way. Like every one of us has had temptation today. Some of us have fallen into it. Some of us overcame it. Some of us are like, I might do it later. I'm still undecided. Still up in the air and Jesus that we have to begin to trust ourselves in this process because if I don't trust myself, I'm not going to be obedient. I'm still going to have this juggling act going on and wondering why Jesus isn't setting me free. Poof, abradabra. Abracadabra. Everything's changing. But see, Jesus presents things and he gives us his word that we are are stating, stating that we trust. But yet we contradict the Word with our actions. Or we begin to align ourselves with His Word and that we can begin to trust that I'm making the right decisions by other trust relationships that we have. I'm trusting pastors in my life. I'm trusting spiritual leaders in my life. I'm trusting sponsors or accountabilities in my life. I'm trusting this Bible in my life. I'm beginning to trust myself because I'm putting a couple of steps together where I'm going in the right direction, and you know what? Every time I got $20, I'm not looking to just throw it into the wind. You know, I can trust that I can put money in my hands today and not blow it on substances. You know, there was a time I couldn't trust myself with money. I did not want money in my hands because it was too big of a temptation. And now I can trust myself. I might buy Chinese food later, but I'm not buying stuff off the street. Maybe. Some of those bodegas are really good. Anyway. The point that I'm making is that we have to begin to trust that sometimes we're, we're doing okay. Because that constantly doubting, constantly in confusion, constantly I don't know if I'm doing this, the right way brings a lot of stress and usually we slip in those moments because we're not confident in what we're trusting. So if I can't trust, I run. You know, And it's so important that we start getting some of these pieces of the puzzle together because if we don't learn how to trust again, That we find ourselves alone, isolated, and usually we, we fall into temptation very easily because we don't know how to say no to ourselves. You know, that it's important to start letting people back in here. You know, through seeing married couples in the church. That have been married for 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years. It started to get me to a place where I could trust marriage. Where I never wanted to be married. And today I desire to be married. You know, seeing, you know, fathers with their kids, where I was at a place in my life where I never wanted kids. And today I believe that I can trust myself to be a good dad. You know, that I I can trust myself to to be a good man, that I can trust myself to be in certain situations and not take advantage of people. I can trust myself in certain situations and not be grimy, where there was a time in my life that I didn't have that ability. And it's through the relationships of letting certain people in and keeping other people out that I'm trusting that you're going to do the same thing you did last time in a negative way. Why? Because you haven't changed. You ain't having no fruit. We're Christian Christianese. You have no fruit in your life. You ain't got no fruit. Can't hang out with you. But it's true. Like there's certain types of people that we know that if I hang out with you or if I go there, if I open this door again, I'm setting myself up. And I trust that. I'm trusting that I don't have time to waste doing that again. I don't have trust to go around that mountain again. Sometimes we can't trust people's words. We have to trust their actions. And sometimes we have to trust our own actions and not necessarily our words. But it's so important that we find the right people to trust. And we start letting them in. Because it's through our our relationships of people that we trust that we really begin to take steps and we start walking with the Lord. That over 30 times in the New Testament it says one another. One another. That it's meant for us to be in relationships with other people. With other believers. With other like-minded people. That we're heading in a direction. What's that direction? Trying to become more like Christ. You know, and there's some people in our lives that are not going in the same direction as us. Now, do I stand there and, and cast judgment on them? No. I'm, I'm not trying to say that we we judge them. I'm saying that I have to create boundaries in my life, that I have to to know my limits. I have to trust my limits. That if I hang out with the wrong people for the wrong amount of time, I'll start doing wrong things. And if I hang out with the right people for the right amount of time, I'll start doing right things. And I have to trust that my, my past has a pattern to it and that I can't do some of the same things I used to do and I need to start doing some of these other things. And as I start doing new things, I'm trusting that new things begin to happen in my life and I'm hanging out with new people. You know, some of us have to let go of some certain relationships that constantly are dragging us backwards. And some of us have to grab a hold of some new relationships that are constantly trying to take us forwards, but we don't trust yet. We're like, I want to, but uh, if the last time I trusted, then, and we have to trust that not everybody's the same. That we've painted a picture that we can't trust anybody, and yet we go around and around and around. That we have to take baby steps towards trusting people again. You know, and and sometimes it's really scary. But if we don't learn to trust again, we don't normally change. You know, and it's so important that we begin to recognize the people that God's placing in our lives that are those types of relationships, like, I can trust that person. Now, I also have to say that that person is not 100% perfect. He's not Jesus. She's not Jesus. They have the potential to hurt you. They have the potential to let you down. They have the potential to do something or say something that may hurt because they're human. And if we don't trust anybody because they have the potential that they might hurt us, then we find ourselves in this bubble of isolatedness Because we're afraid we're going to get hurt. Life on life's terms says that people may hurt me. Now generally today, you know, I don't think that everyone's out to get me. I think everybody really has their best interest in mind for themselves. But also as I start to build relationships with people, I don't think that they're trying to to harm me. They're not trying to rob from me. They're not trying to steal from me. They're not trying to lie to me. You know, I believe that today. Why? Because I've taken enough steps forward that I can't think that everybody's got some agenda. I don't want to be in the conspiracy theory in my head all the time. I want to begin to trust people. So I generally trust people way too much right from the get-go. I give them a lot of rope and say, prove me. Prove me right, prove me wrong. We'll figure it out. But I'm confident enough today that if whatever somebody does to me, I'll be able to endure it with Jesus. Because He's taught me how to endure broken relationships. Where before, a broken relationship would send me on a tailspin and I wouldn't be able to stop it. I would get really angry and then I would isolate and everyone's out to get me. and Set it all on fire and watch it burn. Poof, Tom's in another state. You know, today, I'm choosing to trust and not have distrust on a regular basis. Because, why? It's a healthier place in my brain. Now, people will let me down. It happens. You know what? I have to trust the Lord. That... In His plan, in His purpose, in His sovereignty, in His will. Some people come, some people go. Some people stay, some people move away. You know, we don't have control over this crazy thing called life. But what is true to me is that if I trust God, no matter what's going on, that He brings the right people in and He takes the wrong people away. That I'm learning to trust in His timing and for a long time in my life i always felt like he was moving really really slow like somebody needs to give jesus a watch for his birthday <laughs> but what i've come to realize is that his timing is proven to be perfect over and over and over again and i'm trusting that He makes all things right if I surrender to His will. And I'm learning to trust the, the men and women that He puts around me. And I'm learning to trust myself again. And I'm learning that it's okay to have hope. And it's okay to have you know, aspirations or dreams or desires. It's, it's okay to want good things for my life. A long time, I I didn't think that I would ever have anything that was worth anything. So if I didn't think that my life mattered, or if I didn't think that I could have good things, then what's the point of trying to change? Today, I, I believe wholeheartedly that God has a purpose for my life. And it's going to be good. And I'm going to prosper. Because His Bible tells me so. And I have to believe that my future is way better than my past. And it's going to have its ups and it's downs. It's going to have its letdowns. And it's going to have its hardships. And, and I'm going to go through things. And we're going to go through things because that's life. But I can trust God that He's going to get me through it. And that His will for my life is way better than anything that I could come up with on my own. My 20s were bad. I'm lucky that I made it out alive, to be honest with you. I got saved right before I turned 30. My 30s were pretty cool. There's a lot of ups and downs, but generally there was a lot of progression. I turned 40 a year and a half ago, and I'm really believing that my 40s are going to just be amazing. I think that I'm going to continue to pick up speed. It doesn't mean that I don't have some downtime. It doesn't mean that bad things won't happen. But I'm trusting that God's got a a plan for my life. And I, I really encourage you that you start saying, you know what, Jesus? You're going to do something cool in my life too. Because His Bible says that He's really no respecter of persons. That anybody that lays their life down for Him, He's going to do some cool stuff. That's what I read in my Bible. And we have to trust in that Word. That it's more true than the air that I breathe. And when I trust in His Word and I turn my will over to Him, and I say, you know what, I'm going to do it your way. Even when I don't, I, don't, I don't know how to let go of my way. I just keep putting it at His feet. And I may pick it up later and I just put it back on His feet. And say, I'm going to trust you, I'm going to trust you, I'm going to trust you. I trust you, Jesus, I trust you, Jesus, I trust you, Jesus. And there's been so many times that I have tears rolling down my cheeks as I'm de- declaring, I trust you Jesus, I trust you Jesus, I trust you Jesus. Because everything inside of me is freaking out. And all I want to do is run away. But I've come too far to give up now. Something that I, I, I believe is that from a very young age, The devil's been trying to take some of us out. And it's a miracle that we're sitting here tonight. Literally a miracle. That most of us, if not all of us, should be dead. And yet we're in a church on a Friday night listening to some tattooed bald dude talk about (laughs) Jesus. That in itself is a miracle. And if that doesn't prove that Jesus is cool, I don't know what else I got for you. (laughs) Jesus is going to do some amazing things. That each year we have our ups and our downs, but it keeps getting better. It keeps getting better. So I just encourage you as we come into Christmas season and we got baby Jesus, it's going to give us lots of cool stuff under a Christmas tree. Thank you, baby Jesus. <laughs> that we really start to reflect on the truth of the story. That He came to be with us. Emmanuel. That He came to bring light into the darkness. He came to bring communion with the Father. He came to build relationship. He came to give us intimacy. He came into the messiness of a stable. He came... Broken in a sense that he was a baby. And yet, he's the King of kings and the Lord of lords. That we can turn our, our lives over to him because he's done nothing but love us into freedom. So I, I just really encourage you to to really focus on the Christmas story. To really just spend some time in Jesus and just... Really focus on what this season is really all about. And don't let this world bring dimness to the true light of Christ. No matter what's going on right now in your lives, I just really encourage you to focus on Jesus and say thank you, Jesus, for coming and giving me freedom. And just really Begin to come to this place in your mind that you are going to give him more of an effort in 2018 to the best of your ability. Not that you will ever be perfect, but that you're going to lay it down. Even if you've laid it down to the best of your ability in 2017, you're going to say, you know what? I'm going to lay it down all over again, and we're going to go into this next year getting some fire in our lives and asking God to really do some miracles in our lives, to really bring restoration, really bring healing, really bring freedom in our minds, freedoms in our lives, healing in our families, healing in our finances, really begin to pray these scary prayers, these big prayers that only Jesus can answer. It was told to me a long time ago that if I'm not praying prayers that I can't answer in my own strength, then I'm not really praying to Jesus, I'm just trying to have a wish list that some of these things that we're scared of because we might not get we still have to bring them back out and say you know what Jesus I'm turning it back over to you and I'm going to pray that you're going to move and even if you don't I'm still going to love you and I'm going to trust you because your will ultimately is better than anything I could come up with you just bow your head to me Lord I thank you so much I thank you for all that you're doing. Lord, I I just ask that you would move in our lives. Lord, I, I pray for miracles, signs, wonders. Lord, that you would begin to move in such a way that we would just be in awe of you all over again. And that you would use us in our families, you would use us in our workplace, you would use us in our communities, in our fam- you know, in our neighborhoods. That you would use us as lights into the darkness. Lord, I pray that you would move powerfully in our lives. But Lord, I also ask that we would lay our lives down, that we would lay it down again, and say, Jesus, I give you everything, and I trust you, I trust you, I trust you. Jesus, we need you so much. We need a fresh infilling of the power of the Holy Spirit. Lord, we need a revelation. We need a vision for our lives. We need to hear your voice. We need to experience your presence. We need to experience your love. We need to have our hearts filled to overflowing with your love and your fire, God. Lord, we just ask that you would move powerfully breaking off our past, breaking off our shame, breaking off our abuse, breaking off all our lies, breaking off anything that's standing in the way of us fulfilling our calling, fulfilling your will in our lives. Lord, help us to chase you with the same tenacity that we've chased sin. Lord, help us to put everything aside as we did for sin once upon a time and chase you And chase you and chase you and never let go of chasing who you are and building our relationship with you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen, amen, amen.